Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash monthly 5 k If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. With Grab, I wanted to try something different. So I, the people that I looked for were people who could wake up with me at 4 a.m., go to the drivers, sit down with them, drink beer, try to convince them, speak their language. So we looked for a lot of people with that street hustle. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Baypyong. Welcome to episode 22 of the Hustle Share podcast. My name is Ronster and I'm your host. And this episode is brought to you by Payroll Hero, a time, attendance, scheduling, HR, and payroll solution for Philippine companies. If you are new to the show, we'd like to welcome you on board because this podcast allows you to learn from other hustlers by listening to them. We feature startup founders, business people, and unique hustlers, and we talk about their journeys, their grinds, their challenges, and their biggest mistakes so that we can learn from each other and apply it on our own daily grind. But as always, this podcast contains some not safe for work and explicit content, so please make sure that there's no kids around when you're listening to this. Now let's begin this episode because this is probably the most jam-packed episode we've ever had because we have the president of Grab Philippines, Brian Koo, on this episode. And it's going to be an hour packed with so much learnings from the guy that runs Grab here in the Philippines. And he's going to share with us a lot of learnings and hacks on how he started and how he grew Grab from literally having nothing to having a lot of taxis signed up when they first started out. Then he's also going to share with us how difficult it was when they transitioned into Grab Car. And it gets better than that because he's going to share how he grew the Grab team along with how he keeps in touch with all the Grab drivers, along with all the Grab users he can interact with. And the best part is he's going to share with us how he manages his team, how he handles difficult decisions, what are the conversations happening at the top of the grab management level, and how he copes with stress and all the personal struggles because he has so many responsibilities on his shoulders. So grab your pen and paper and let's learn from the hustle behind grab and let's begin this episode right now. 
Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share podcast. I am so thrilled because I'm I'm here with one of the guys that I literally look up to because there's no other guy I know in the tech or startup industry that has so much at stake with what he's doing and rather compared to this guy. So again, without further ado, I've said it in the intro. Welcome to the show, Brian Ku of Grab. Hi everyone. Hi Ron. Great to be on the show. Thanks yes. for inviting us. No problem, man. Like we we've been to uh, several shows. It's either I'm with you or we're right next to each yeah, other. Exactly. Always, always. Like, there's four times already. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's weird. So again, Brian, thanks to for having the time. I know you're very busy. We're in your office right now as we're doing this, and there's so many things going on. I feel the vibe. You don't even have to say it. But bro, let's just um, for those who don't know you which again, I'm pretty sure there's not a lot of people who do that. Um, what's your hustle? Well, so I started out in the startup game late, I would okay. say. So I wasn't a startup guy from the get-go. Okay. So I did my schooling here. Right. Uh, I completed my schooling in Singapore. Right, uh, right. So I graduated in NUS. Right. Uh, and then worked for a big corporate there. So I was okay. with a consulting firm, one of the wow. top three firms, uh, for a good six, seven years Right before uh, the Zalora opportunity came up. Correct, correct. And Rocket was looking to launch, that was the first, I'd say, phase of tech startups. Right, right. The, around you the, I met you in, the rock, in, in Zalora. In I Zalora, heard of you, right? Yes, in Zalora. Yeah. So that was around 2011, right, 2011, right. 2012 which marked that first phase of startups coming into the true, country. True. When I say first phase, that was when serious money was being put in, Absolutely. serious tech was being put in, uh, mm -hmm. serious manpower was being hired. Right. Um, so that's how it all started. Mm -hmm. That's how I got into the whole quote-unquote startup right. scene. Technically, it wasn't mine. It wasn't, a, yeah. it wasn't an idea that I developed from scratch. I yeah. didn't raise my own funding. Mm -hmm. uh, I came in as a co-founder who started the business, but yep. with preset funding. Got it. And, uh, and somewhere along the way, um, I met Anthony Tan of Grab. Right. Uh, and, uh, this is my taxi days. This was my, my taxi in Malaysia. Right. And we started the company here as my taxi, my taxi. Yeah, I remember so, this. So, right. Right. Correct. Um, that was around circa, I'd say 2013. 20, yes. Yes. So I ended up, uh, investing a bit in Grab, never intending mm. to run it. Got it. Um, up until the time when we couldn't find uh, anybody, anybody to run it, I ended right. up like de facto uh, in charge. Okay, now when you get opportunities like this, the Zaloras, the Grabs, I mean, again, you said you're not the founder, founder, but for someone to qualify for this role, what are you looking for in that type of of thing? Because you said it's hard to find. What? Why? What are those things? Well, you know. The, the selection criteria was pretty basic before, right? If you okay. were a, either a consultant or investment banker, yeah, then uh, you probably have the brain power right. um, to, to uh, like start a business. Yep. Then where, where you got to prove yourself is really if you can roll up your sleeves and get down in the dirt. Absolutely. So not a lot of consultants are very comfortable with that. So right. But I was always, I always enjoyed being more operational and getting mm. down into the, the dirt of things. When we did Zalora, I was handling the operation. So I started COD yes, 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 yes. in the country, right? And Boom. Now a lot of the e-commerce guys. Thank this guy for COD or else of, none of you guys will be able to buy anything online. Customers are happy. <laughs> Other e-commerce players hate it because... Yep. Uh, Change the, the game, man. Holy is, shit. Right. So we, we had to do COD to really capture a large part of the market when Correct. we were doing Zalora. Um, so we did, I did deliveries. I would pick and pack in the warehouse right, uh, right. and then do reports. Basically, you did everything. Yep. Um, which I think a lot of the, the newer companies, large companies that are coming in, setting right. up offices here, mm -hmm. I don't feel that the people that they hire get to experience the whole gamut of Absolutely. starting from scratch, really getting down in the dirt and leaving your ego at the door right. and right. and growing it from from up. nothing right they yeah. come in with with big guns and bullets right. that we did not have when when right. we started mm -hmm. both zalora and actually grab no? mm -hmm. 
Mm. Um, Grab was even tougher. Grab, we came in without money. So it was really our yes. money that we put in at the start. The early investors that I know is 500 startups because they, they from what I, if I've heard, I mean, uh, Kylie uh, uh, always talks about it. Yes. Yeah, we're invested in Grab and all that stuff. They're one of the early investors, right. but we came in even before that. So when oh, we started wow. Grab in the Philippines... Right. So Philippines was the second country outside of uh, Malaysia. Malaysia. Wow, I didn't know that. And okay. when we started it, it was really just us pooling together a bit of money. Bootstrap. We bootstrap wow. grab. Um, we did lose a lot of money on phones. I would assume, right? Uh, and uh, and uh, luckily, Vertex came in. Got it. Vertex And uh, believed in us, believed in the business, believed in the market, believed in what we were trying to achieve. Right. Um, put in some money, mm-hmm. uh, and that really got us going. We started expanding across mm-hmm. different countries, getting got more it. investments, proving the business models, so on and so forth. And now, fast forward to now, you're this giant and again market leader uh, across Southeast Asia. Correct? Yeah, we, well, we try to be. We try right. to do right by our partners and our and our drivers. Got it. Now let's let's track back again and ride the hustle share time machine and whatnot. When when in your first encounter when you started doing grab from again you said rolling up your sleeves and all that, what do you think were the biggest progressions that you guys did? Because I'll come clean. I'm actually one of your drivers. And you don't know this because in 2014, 2015 I bought an extra car. Yeah. Because I saw the opportunity yeah. and like, all right, you guys gave me a Huawei to drive around. And 2014, if you bought a car, you would have been able to pay back that car in a year. Yes, that was like the golden you. age yeah. of incentives yeah. and like Almost and whatnot. But everything. I'm pretty sure that's going to hurt you guys on your <laughs> cash burn because whew, that it was did, tough. Right? I was making bank. Exactly. Right? I was making good exactly. money. Driving an Uber and running a startup. Yeah. I mean, driving a Grab, my bad. Yeah. Um, but technically, you're, same you're the same now. <laughs> uh, doing that, right? So, how, what were your early recalls of the hustles that you did from My Taxi, like with the Natasha's of the world and whatnot? What were those recalls of, of, of you of your of your journey in Grab? Here? Oh man, it was. It wasn't like when we did when we started Zalora, right. we had to get suppliers to come in. Yeah. Um, I was fortunate enough to know a bunch of these people yeah. who who owned uh, popular fashion yep, brands. Yep. Uh, and I could call them up on my phone and yep. say, hey, we have this new startup. Why don't you come in mm-hmm. and test it out? So that was sort of... When we when we started Zalore, there was a immediate step one, step two, step three that I could yes. go through. There was a playbook per se. Right. right. Or it was easy to write that playbook because we knew we could execute on it. Got it. When we did Grab... I didn't know any taxi operator. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't know any... Like, I knew some phone suppliers. I knew right, telcos, right. but right. the main supply of taxis, we didn't know where it would come from. True. So we figured out um, the best way. We even tried to go to LTFRB, get the list right, of phone numbers. Right. That list hasn't been updated in decades, I feel. <laughs> um, wow. So what we did was we started uh, this whole on the street mission of getting as many phone numbers as we could. Wow. And the way we did that was to take pictures of all these taxi Ah, uh, the taxis, ones on the, the, the one ones on the, on the doors. Wow. They're required to put their phone numbers correct, there. Correct, correct, correct. So I'm just showing I'll, let me pull up that right. I still have that. But I, I would list. imagine it's like the yeah. those oh so my god. I would go around literally I would go around Taking driving pictures my of car, right. taking pictures of all the taxis beside me. Wow. Their phone numbers in the doors. I would go to malls, <laughs> go to the taxi stand lineup. Wow. And get those pictures. Oh my god. And then call those those numbers and right. try to set meetings for operators. If I couldn't call the number, I would then just go to the garage. And randomly. That, randomly. Something that people and I, I don't think that everyone knows. Um, these taxis go to the garage at 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Yeah, yeah. So that was the schedule. 4 a.m., you're at the garage trying to pitch the product. Um, most of the time, you get rejected. Uh, we didn't have a brand name yet back then. Right. Uh, we'd talk to the drivers. We'd drink Red Horse with the drivers <laughs> at 4 a.m. in the morning. Wow. Uh, and then go to the office by 9, 10. And most of these taxis are up right. north, right? So we take yeah. another two hours to get to Fairview our area. office in Makati. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, and then do the paperwork, like oh talk to our sales team, get updates, clock off at 10 p.m., do it all over again. How so, long did this take for you to at least gather enough traction to, to get early adapters as taxis? Oh, it seemed like forever. Of course, we went to a few big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and luckily, one taxi operator, 24-7, was our first partner. Yes. They, they agreed to going 50-50 on the phones. Wow. For their drivers. So, so they invested too. They invested too. They invested in their own drivers, um, which you know, was unheard of. So we're still very good friends with them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, that helped start the whole conversation with the sure. other taxi operators. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sort of kicked off Grab Taxi True. Um, back then. But yeah. it was a real struggle. There were a lot of slam doors in our faces. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of, lots of beer in the morning. <laughs> lots of lost phones in the afternoon. Yes. Uh, we weren't worried yet um, that much on where to get passengers because we didn't yeah. have enough supply. So Correct. That was a period of intense supply focus Super. before we could market the product to passengers. What was the main catalyst for you to now turn the corner from being ta- from grab taxi to now to grab car idea? Because that's the that's the thing that really changed the game. Yes. So, when you started doing private cars, which was unheard of anywhere, correct? Right. Now it changed the game. Like, okay, now there's there's something in here. So six months into Grab Taxi, okay. Uber came in. Got it. Uh, so you guys were the first. We were the first ride-hailing, digital ride-hailing in the Philippines. App. No, there was another ride-hailing one, but it was I think via via phone. Ah. So we were the first digital. Di- you could summon a car digitally. Sure. sure. Um, and uh, when Uber came in, they first worked with rental vehicles. Right. So, uh, that's right, right. So all the, these the black cars and whatnot. Correct. Right. Um, and we saw sort of a trend, right? That right. we couldn't fight with taxis. Because when you're working with taxis, uh, there, there's different, too many layers. There's yeah. us, there's the driver, there's the operator. Super. Um, when you're doing grab car, you sort of take away the fickleness of an operator. To True. Want to work you're direct. You. You're direct with the operator who's much... Uh, I guess smaller than a big fleet uh, of, of taxis, and the economics make more sense. It's and the reputation, I guess, is better too because we have. I mean, not not to shame the taxi operators, but there's always that that bad rep with with, with a mixed bag of how taxis are yes. sometimes. Yeah. That, right. That's very tough. That stigma on taxis is very tough right. to take away. We were trying to do that with the Grab Taxi brand okay. because we would train the drivers. We would give them incentives for good behavior. Right. But you're right. It, it's not something that you can change overnight. Okay. So just like pulling that out and installing grab car right. uh, in its place sort of allowed you to start from scratch. Clean slate. Yeah. Right? yeah. And build the brand from, from there. Absolutely. Now from the grab car. Now this is, you're out 26 months in. Now there's competition. And eventually, we all know what happened now. The competition became, you guys merged into what, right? You guys went Voltron on us, yeah. right? But before that, right, this, this was a cutthroat, neck-to-neck battle. For a year end, what do you think are the things that you guys did right to acquire? Because I, I stood up. I was in the Jupiter line, lining up. and when I, I didn't want to call you. I, I had your phone number. But nope, I'm not gonna do this. I'm gonna do this the normal way. I and couldn't. I wouldn't have been able to do anything. Also, I stand same, in the same, same lines But I didn't want to do that else. too. Right, right. Um, so when when Uber came in, uh, they were focused primarily on cars. No, when, yeah. And then when we did grab car, admittedly we did burn a lot of relationships mm. that we had with the taxi operators. Yeah. Um, but. It's disrupt or be disrupted, right? You true, true. Move forward or you die as a stagnant mm-hmm. uh, company. So we went full steam ahead with Grab Car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and during the early days, it was really a neck and neck battle. Super. Here in the Philippines. Yeah. And uh, it was a battle on winning 
more drivers, onboarding drivers, and getting passengers by yeah. you know, providing them the service they, they need. Yeah. Uh, do you get the car there quickly? Do you, uh, is the pricing correct? Mm-hmm. Promos also play the yes. big part of it. Uh, the quality of that vehicle also played a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Now, that went on for a while, and then the government changed. That's the And then the they thing, started right? implementing very local regulations that we did not see in other countries. Absolutely. Now, the way Grab set up, uh, we try and localize as much as we can. Yeah. Uh, and everything from the app to the way the companies manage. Correct. So we're given autonomy by the regional... Uh, right. group to be able to execute and decide on things much more quickly yeah, yeah. and I feel other big startups here right. are because I experienced that in Zalora it was right. a bit different um, and we were able to I think because of this localization and quick decision making mm-hmm. we were able to out execute them on certain things right. um, the big thing when uh, the government said no more cars and uh, put place the cap Yes, I remember this, man, the the TNBS thing, right? You're all over the news back then. Exactly, right? So background (laughs) to to people listening is that there's a cap on the number of uh, private car for hire franchises that the government imposed. So supply was limited. So there was a decision, how do you then maneuver in this new regulatory environment? Do you go for passengers? Do you go for drivers? We decided to go hard on... uh, drivers right yes. if you take care of the supply if you serve your supply well they will serve their demand, demand well. correct because passengers aren't our direct customers they're the direct customer of the driver because that driver spends 30 40 minutes with them in the car whereas us we are a we should be a 10 10 second interaction with them Absolutely. when they book the car um but that's shifting also now true um so so we did focus a lot on drivers how to how to endear ourselves to drivers. I started mm. coming out more and, uh, yeah. and, you know, being more reachable for a lot of our peers, yes. a lot of drivers. I see you in the groups. You <laughs> answer chats. people. Yes. I was like, wow, this guy, how do you even find time for this? Like, yeah, it's, uh, it's usually late at night when <laughs> before, before I go to sleep, which is the wrong thing because once you start getting into a conversation, no, it no, goes man. all the way, right? Opens up um, a can of worms. Correct. We started yeah. using medium. So I guess part of the hustle there is we started using available mediums, right? right. So we do uh, Facebook Lives. Uh, yes. It was the easiest way to reach the drivers. We mm. tap into Facebook driver community groups. Yeah. Um, we'd hold events. I would wow. do a... Uh, we just did one last weekend. We'd do a Paris session. Oh, so wow. we get a street food uh, vendor and say, free food from this hour to this hour. Nice. Just come and have a conversation with us and the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got like 100 drivers last wow. uh, Saturday. Uh, That's crazy. To come and then just have an open conversation with them. Be be a bit more open to them. It was essentially what we said, what we, what we did was what Uber was doing mm-hmm. uh, for its passengers, we would overdo for our drivers. You and took care of the other side. Took care of the, of the other spectrum. side. So we did get a lot more supply. Uh, we were able to acquire a good amount of supply which then translated into shorter wait times uh, for passengers, better allocation rates. And plus you did cash. That was a big thing. And we did cash. That was a big thing, exactly. Then the government, uh, the winds of regulations shifted <laughs> again, right? And right. Uber got suspended. It was Super. a big uplift for us. So a lot of drivers yeah. moved over and did not move back. Correct. And I think that started a virtuous cycle for us. Uh, that helped build our brand even more and get us more supply in a world where you couldn't add supply. Correct. And, and you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's such a fickle market. It you is. Know, the, you know, I can, like, yeah, they're good here, and then you can always go to the other thing. It is. Whatever it benefits is. them. It's, the uh, nothing's forever. Absolutely. All right. Now, Brian, let's take a quick break. But when we come back, let's talk about the deep dive on how you are running this whole thing now because there's so many things going on. Um, I wish we had five hours, but you know we have to take a quick break and we got to pay the bills and more of that after the break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role 
like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact 24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact 24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph. That's saschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we are back with Brian Koo of Grab. Uh, what's your official title now, Brian? So I'm now the president of Grab Philippines. Okay, you were formerly the? Country head of Grab Philippines. What's the difference now? So I guess the difference, the main difference there is whereas before my scope was a bit more, I guess, it seems a bit more narrow now if you look at it at the context of what Grab's offering. Okay. Uh, it was narrow in the sense that I was mostly focused on transport. Got it. So how do we improve transport? Everything mm-hmm. that you know people would ride on. Got it. Now, now because of the new verticals that we've launched, grab Super. food, grab pay, grab ex- Everything. express. We launched yeah. before, but um, as we're trying to grow all these new verticals mm-hmm. and as we're growing the team, we tap onto the same user base. Yes. And uh, at, oftentimes we'll tap on to a very similar supply base. Got it. Now if it's disjointed and there's heads, there's like a country head per vertical. Got it. Then it there could it could cause friction and yeah. miscommunication between the different verticals. So we decided to have the president position to help manage across oversee everything. Yeah. Basically see how we could maximize um, our our ability to offer the consumer their everyday yep. you know needs through the app see how we could optimize internal operations mm. so we're not duplicating stuff right. uh, how could we you know combine acquisition for mm. supply right. so a lot of the things where it goes cross vertical is what i would look at wow. now the specifics and operations of food mm. on transport and express uh, we have a great team in each of those verticals managing right. it now you mentioned team and this is what i'm very very curious about because you know you need the Avengers or multiple Avengers teams to get to get this started. Yeah. Went from the from day zero to how you do that. Was there a strategy over how you acquire talent? Oh, and, yeah, for sure. And then how do you retain talent? Because it's easy to acquire talent, but if someone poaches them, yeah. offers you them twice or triple what you're paying them, then bye bye. Yeah. Right. Of course. Like during the first days of grab there is a very specific type of person that we would look for it's to grab dna grab dna and their ability to cope with the demands of the business got it now the demands of the business would change over time okay uh, of course but when we started out um the natural thing that a lot of i guess the newer startups would do is to find uh Find talent from the top schools. Yep. You know, get those trainees and managing trainees. Yep. And yep. People from reputable companies. Right. Like if there was probably any other startup uh, that had the path, like like Zalora, right? Right. right. I would have done that. 
mm. which is what we did. We took talent from big retailers and mm. and what what have you. But with Grab, I wanted to try something different. Okay. But the people that I looked for were people who could wake up with me at 4 a.m., wow. go to the drivers and sit down with them, drink beer, wow. try to convince them, speak their language. So we looked for a lot of people with that street hustle. Street hustle. I love that. So right. I stayed away from the management trainees. Sure. I stayed away from the more, yeah. um, you know, more analytical type of uh, individuals. Okay. We looked for street fighters, basically. Street fighters. Um, and I think that's the DNA that we still have here, even though mm. we've now added on those analysts, those, right. you know, a more managerial layer to it. But what we always what we always look for is if that person has that grit and stamina um, now of course compensation needs to be fair yes. uh, for the amount of work they do mm-hmm. but I think one of the reasons why they stay is Grab unlike other um, companies that I've been part of there's a big social mission for Grab yes um, there's a social mission in the sense that what we do and how well we do it would translate to how easy it is for people to get around. Super. Which would then translate to other aspects of their lives. Yes. And this whole social mission is what unites a lot of the people here, a lot of the grabbers, so we mm-hmm. call the internal um, hires we have. And, but it's not one-dimensional in that sense, right? The social mission in the betterment of society sits at the core. Got it. Right? And goes everything from improving mobility, getting people home, um, empowering you know, micro-entrepreneurs yep. through the platform. But that's multifaceted in the sense that there's a very analytical piece of achieving that. There's yep. a very salesy piece of achieving that. Mm-hmm. There's a very marketing comms piece of achieving that. And everyone who works on those pieces are united by that core. Common goal, right. But... Yeah. They're excited by the specific work that they do, right? Correct. So it's it's a two layer thing. It's not just mm-hmm. oh I I I'm an analyst, but, but then as, why, what am I analyzing things it. for? But as you change directions again, you you're now so multifaceted. How do you rally that across? Because things add on on top of it, you know. Because things again, priorities change, the demands for talent change. As the guy running this whole thing from the bottom, or just out of Rough numbers. How many people are under you now, roughly? So the the staff that we have here in Grab Philippines uh, range from anywhere from three hundred to four hundred people. Plus the drivers, which is around drivers would, you know, drivers all the way upwards to seventy thousand oh drivers all over the country. That's how many people is basically under your your responsibility, and that's a big. Yeah. Big, big responsibility. It is a big responsibility. Yeah, literally president right. of transportation, right? But for for you, how do you send the message down? Because as a leader, right, you're all you're aside from hiring the best talent, you're always the guy who defines what the North Star is. And yeah. if that changes and there's more details that you add, how do you make sure that every nobody falls out? Who? It's a tough one. It's not easy to do, especially in a big organization. And every time you release a new direction, True. there will always be friction. Friction, right? Yes. You gotta accept that. You gotta mm-hmm. accept that no one ever will be in agreement over something. Right. Right? Not a hundred percent. Correct. So you gotta manage that minority. So decide for the majority, but manage for the major- minority. Um, it's always greater good, right? And then you try and figure out how you can tweak whatever right. that decision is for that minority who mm-hmm. feels dissatisfied with whatever decision's made. True. But, uh, and you need to be able to have a cadence on how you communicate uh, changes. True. So to drivers, we have a different cadence. Employees, we do our town halls, we do our stand-ups and yeah. what have you, um, which is very important. And then to drivers... You know, we do all these sessions, Facebook Live. We have a mm-hmm. separate app for driver forums where they could communicate. We engage uh, the channels that they're used to, like these Facebook mm-hmm. groups, uh, just to get the message across. You know? mm-hmm. And I guess, luckily and unluckily, everything we do, the media picks up. So the media helps us <laughs> cascade yeah. 
you affect everyone all our lives so of course <laughs> right. we, we try to we try to now on the other side of the spectrum so you're talking about operations what's it like behind closed doors working with anthony tans and whatnot just paint a rough picture with us what are the conversations you guys discuss on that level that you know the conversations over time they've evolved from a more op- from very operational conversations to now a lot of the conversations that we have is on how uh, are very centered in the customer got it so this whole customer first customer centric approach to how we do things sets a different way of thinking through new processes new policies new okay. features um, and a lot of the discussions are now centered around that, around the customer, whether it's an internal customer or an external customer. Um, but throughout, whether it's operations, whether it's yeah. customer first, all very, you know, very rigorous, right. uh, intellectually rigorous and demanding conversations. Correct. You know? So Numbers. It needs to be numbers yeah. and there needs to be an outcome. It's not just Absolutely. talking for talking since. Absolutely. And at, in, in that sense, now let's. I just want to talk talk about something or a couple of things that that's very important for people. Since the merger, what was that transition for you? Because everybody knows now that Uber and Grab is one, yeah, right. And a lot of people, a lot of analysts, were saying that it's a good thing or a bad thing because that's what people do to get paid to talk, yeah. right? But from your point of view, what was the thing that changed the most when the merger happened, and why is it? Why, why are we here now? You'd be surprised on... Uh, so I was surprised to see how much people disliked us. Like wow. everyone came out of the woodwork. And that was depressing for me, right? Because when... Okay. I guess when there was a, another player in the market, uh, there'd be people talking good things and bad things about each player. Now there's one player in the market or, or one major player in the market. Right. And everyone would just shit on you. So it's like that so, open forum in high school. Like, yeah, you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you, become, you become the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, which was depressing for me because we always wanted to be the good guy. Absolutely. We always tried we to work pure with intentions. the government. Right. Um, you know, be more open to coming up with regulations jointly with the government. Mm-hmm. We never said no. We rarely said no to what the government wanted. Yep. Uh, and then suddenly we became the bad guy. Everyone was hitting on us from our customers yeah. to our partners to the, wow. to the regulators that we used we used to be you know working more closely with uh and, and that was a very dark period in my life so wow. I, I think yeah. i aged like 10 so years so you went like <laughs> dark like the bearded that's what, are you wearing a beard like your bearded captain yeah, america it's, it's never it's <laughs> never gone away since then you grew a beard it, and, then, and i i told my wife this and i told uh, our regional guys this that um i, I, I pretty much confided in them that you know this was mentally and emotionally draining usually you know if it was solving a problem it was easy it was yeah. dealing with uh, regu- dealing with regulations dealing with partners right. that was all part of it was fun it was all right. part of the game you're trying to solve something after the the merger and and i guess shit hit the fan right um it it was a bit more a lot more emotionally draining right? and i i don't know it was hard because not there's not a lot of people that I know that I can talk to that understands about, what that the understands hell you're going through, the, right? Understands, uh, has gone through it, right? And right. really understands. I could talk to a lot of mentors that I have, friends that mm-hmm. I have, mm-hmm. that could comment on it. Mm-hmm. But people who've who've gone through the whole struggle, um, yeah. not a lot. Absolutely. And again, you're car- carrying across that. I don't know anybody else is, is carrying. Yeah, in, in terms. I mean, I take it personally. Is you care? I care. I right. take it personally when people say something bad about the driver. I used to get into fights in Facebook because wow. of that. And, right. uh, and people uh, would tag you randomly. Oh, this guy was... Yeah, like, what I hate most are, is are, are people who I'm friends with on Facebook tagging me about like complaints if they could message me directly and like, yeah. trying to say the word. exactly unfriend but. there you go <laughs> so if you're no longer a friend of brian that's probably why <laughs> and whatnot anyway brian let's take another break and then we do i I'm, I'm gonna take down notes yeah because i need to know uh your tactics i'm a student here and i'm gonna learn about how you do your hustle and what are the tips you can share more of that after the break 
Hey Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey Hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag Uno Ready Savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag Uno Earn or hashtag Uno Boost Time Deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag Uno Earn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2023. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer. Trust Dragon Pay. And we're back from the break for the last part with Brian Gu of Grab. Man, this is like... This is already like three episodes in one is after just two things. Like I'm you all mean, ears. You mean there's no more part two of this? I'd love to, <laughs> but right now my jaw is on the floor and I'm just trying to, pre- trying to not show it to you because it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's so good. And um, I'm a big fan. And now it's time to go into the bullpen and throw questions that, you know, uh, never been asked of you or at least never doesn't get asked as normally never been uh, recorded 
asked yeah. all the time but never been recorded. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so real quick, easily, from from what you you've experienced, right? And you respond you get so much criticism. What do you how do you respond? How do you I mean, you said it's personal to you. What, what, how do you respond to criticism now? What, what was the learning for that? So, you know, I, I used to have, well, I still do. Mm-hmm. I used to have a temper. A temper. Every yeah. time someone would say bad things about Grab, like mm-hmm. I said, I take it personally. Mm-hmm. Every time I'm beside someone, even if I don't know someone, trying to right. book a Grab, right. couldn't get one, I would take it personally. I took it personally when someone beside me was trying to book an Uber before wow. Uber was still around. Then I'll try and talk to them and say, hey, why don't you try Grab? Wow. But especially if there are complaints on Facebook or mm-hmm. people dissing on the service, right. I would go in and like get involved in that conversation. Absolutely. I've mellowed down a lot. Yeah. Um, especially our PR. Zen. Our PR it's the beard, bro. Yeah, it's the beard. <laughs> And my PR guys told there me to go. stop replying to Facebook. Absolutely. Uh, Which, by the way, he was with us today. So shout out to RV yeah. right now. <laughs> Just making sure that we're staying on point. <laughs> so so I, I used to do that a lot and realize it wasn't very constructive because you shouldn't respond in anger. Sure. Right? So now, you know, if there's criticism, step back. Don't respond right away. Got it. Try and have an objective uh, view Without any emotions, it. as much as possible. Yes, it's like if people give you criticism or someone higher up tells you you can't do this. Yeah, step back. Right, it's not the end of the world uh, unless it's something that you really believe in and you want mm-hmm. to fight for. Don't bother sure. because there's going to be a hundred things. Pick your Learn battles. How, right? Pick your battles. Learn which ones will move the needle, which ones won't, and okay. only you as the leader could. Determine that, and you gotta cascade down to the people managing it. Absolutely. Um, if you let it get to you, you lose. You, you lose, man. It, you're, you're Sun gonna, too. This is art of war, shit, bro. Like, you can't, you can't yeah. let it get to you. That's yeah. one of the biggest learnings I had from from all that criticism. Got it. Uh, and that's stay away from Facebook. <laughs> Every time there's like big issues, stay away from Facebook. Absolutely. Uh, have a strong team. Uh, that can respond to it. Got it. Uh, you don't ignore it, mm-hmm. but, but decipher which ones are Absolutely. important. Step back and then let Step it. Step back. That's down. the most important thing. Step back. Don't let it get to you because after a minute, you you won't even care, right? You Absolutely. Can't. Now, next one I wanted to know is motivation. Again, it's so taxing. You technically you're technically in charge of how many people's millions of lives on a daily basis. Now, I cannot imagine a world, or at least the Philippines, without Grab. Things will just stop. Thank you. You know, so how do you motivate yourself that, you know, you have so much on your shoulders to keep going because eventually you're going to hit a wall, right? How do you get over that hump? I've always liked solving problems, right? So in transportation, there will always be a problem that you need to solve. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like being able to observe those problems or not that I like. I'm, I'm in a position where I can easily observe those problems. Okay. And I'm also in a position um, to be able to try and at least try and solve those problems. Got it. So I don't know if like, people do know if I've been, someone's taken a picture of me. Right. Taking the train. I take the MRT going back most of the time. So my wow. daily commute, I take a grab coming to work. I'll take the train going back. I live wow. in the north. It's much faster to take the train Absolutely. than to sit in a car. Um, now I do that also, or when I do that, I'm able to see the struggles that, um, people who, who have no other choice but to commute through public transport. You're one with them. Right. Yeah. And the problem is not when you're already in the vehicle. Yes. It may be uncomfortable in the train, but it gets you there. No, the problem is really for me right now, the wait time. That people yes experience. because I don't think the demand also is way way more than the supply correct so as well. that's that's one example of what motivates me to keep going and really you know delve into transport find mm. solutions for that uh, and I do find the whole transportation industry very exciting and yep. as we move towards the everyday app 
uh, model. Right. I do find food exciting. I do find pay yep, exciting. Yep. So a lot of the things that we do, I find exciting. Right? Yes. I I tell this to people right, that of all the startups that I did, so I did Zalora, I did a lending startup, uh, I did a baby online baby startup, which we shut down. Uh, the, of all those products, the only product that I use on a regular basis is Grab. Yes. So I, cr- I'm part of something that I, you know, also. You in, are the consumer I, I, I as well. I'm the yeah. consumer exactly. So yeah. I understand uh, what a consumer would need. Then mm-hmm. I would drive sometimes also. Got it. Uh, to understand Ooh. what the drivers would need. Wow. So, so it's it's a it's a nice business that you can get involved in in all the aspects Correct. of it, right? And being involved in that helps you understand what other issues there is in the world, well, our immediate world to yeah. solve. And that's what motivates me. I just I rem- like solving yeah. problems. I remember I, I, I was doing that. I do it before when I was still grabbing Sundays. I mean, it's taxing. That's my rest day. But the conversations I get. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. see that coming from love problems to really deep shit. Which right. is like wow. That was. I wish I can do a podcast while doing that. Maybe back you then. should do a podcast with a few drivers. See what their hustle. Is. I would love to. So if you can recommend me to a few Grab drivers, I would love yeah. to know their hustle because this show is again all about showing what's similar among us rather than what's different. Yep. Yep. Right. So again, uh, next one I wanted to know stress. All right. Aside from growing a beard, how do you manage stress now? You guys are all bearded here. Is, is there is there a theme to, Beard's to this? The, that's the it's not November yet. <laughs> <laughs> Leading up, so we're, we're okay. growing it till November. Okay. Uh, how do I manage? That's gonna be shaggy by November. <laughs> oh, that's tough. I don't know. I don't think I've ever really managed stress very well. Got it. Um, I've learned to live with it. Mm. Right? I've learned to live in a constant state of. It's like the Hulk, right? You're yeah. always angry. You're always <laughs> so, angry. They eventually so, become Dr. Hulk. Correct. Right? Yeah. There's no, there's, there's just no mm-hmm. non-stressful, you know, situation. Yeah. Um, whether it's a little stress, whether it's mm-hmm. a lot of stress, um, there's always some level of stress. Got it. Uh, and I think a lot of uh, founders, entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that are successful are sort of wired that way. Yeah. Where they can't switch off. Because they're always thinking yeah. about the business, it's about the curse. people, about their customers. Yeah. I'm sure you're that way also with your business. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> you're always thinking of improving things. And the minute yeah. your mind's always working, there's stress. Yeah, happening. It feels weird. Like, why am I not doing anything? Correct. Right? Yeah. It feels weird when you're idling. True. Right? So I think stress is not something that you try and deal with. It's something that you try and live with and make it roll with part it. And just yeah. make you stronger. Absolutely. I know it sounds corny, but... It's something that you use to fuel uh, yeah. your your drive and your, I guess, your motivation to try and solve problems. Absolutely. Stress you out. There you go. <laughs> you live with it like the Hulk. Brian is the Hulk. Filipino Hulk. That's why Grab is green. <laughs> there you go. Now, last couple of questions, Brian. In terms of mentorship, I mean, everybody needs a mentor. Shit mm-hmm. hits the fan. You know, you just got to go, all right, we'll step back. Now what? Right. But you can't just like, hey, guys, I need help. You you, you have to care about the optics. You, you don't want to look weak. Yep. But we all lead that lifeline. For you, what are those conversations like? And who do you usually go to for those types of conversations for advice? I go to a few. So, um, like, Ernest is a Ernest. good friend and mentor. Right. You're um, not his son. No, no just not, FYI. Not son, yeah. FYI. Just has the same name, but that's not his dad. All right. Uh, and there's a couple more that I would go. There's a uh, partner of mine in, in another it. business that I speak to. What, what are those conversations like? And how, how do you ask for advice? Usually over drinks, over dinner. Got it. Uh, if it's critical, over WhatsApp. Got it. Uh, I would talk to them openly and mm-hmm. like explain like, this is the problem uh, I know you maybe went through this before how did you solve it and they're really open in giving in, in giving suggestions on how to solve it uh, it's good that you have a check-in with whoever your mentor is yes uh, once in a while right so so you don't have to go through the whole story of absolutely what has happened and then ask the question right. 
if you have a regular check-in with them, I think once every couple of months is good enough, True. right? Uh, to to uh, keep them up to date on what's going on, mm-hmm. uh, because if you you may not feel that you have a question or a problem, but right. just through the stories and those updates, mm-hmm. they may be able to give you right away certain right. pieces of advice. And mentorship also is not a one-time thing; it's no, a it's continuous not. thing. It's, you know, it's a whole relationship too. That yes. right now, like for me, my mentor Joji Azurin, like I call him still, like whenever shit hits the fan, like. Yeah. Ah, uh, Judgy, I need your help. What do I need? A, what do I do with this? Am I? I'm, I'm going to do this. Is this right? Yeah. It's like you're altering your own devil's advocate to have, and it's always good. Yeah. Now, last one. I guess this is probably the the biggest one. Brian, what was your biggest fuck up here in Grab? Um, the biggest one was, I guess it was right after the merger. Okay. Where. There were certain decisions that we made that was, I guess, more beneficial for a company, for the company, not for our users. Mm. So a lot of the policies that we we put in place, got it, um, like those cancellation features. Yeah. The way the way we were more driver centric, right? Got it. Um, led to a lot of complaints on the other side. Mm. So what I learned from that whole experience was. Uh, we, even if I do say we're more driver-centric, we never let go of the passenger. So we're Got trying it. to find the nice balance, mm-hmm. never really tip the scale to one side. True. Uh, being the platform, you're, you're the mediator of both sides. Absolutely. So we were trying to mediate. What I realized there, if you're trying to mediate, no one loves you in the end. True. Right? Because you're, <laughs> you're good on both, you're never great on any one side. Correct. So you got to pick a side. To a certain yes. extent, uh, because when trouble comes, that side that you pick will show extreme love for you and your product and come Correct. to your defense. We didn't do that very well. Mm. Uh, so we had to come up with a 100-day um, campaign mm. to really improve. And we hunkered down and said, these are the aspects of our service that was uh, lacking okay. uh, in terms of quality. So... You know, let's zoom in. If it hurt one side, then so be it, because it's live with beneficial a, live with the results, for the platform, right. right? So that was, I think, the fuck up there was that we didn't do it sooner. Um, sure, we should have anticipated that. Mm. Uh, it was a lesson that was learned across across Grab mm. uh, in most of the markets that we're in. Wow. Uh, so we didn't anticipate, and I and I and I take that as my fuck up because. Got it. You wear that on your sleeve. I was supposed to be responsible for thinking three steps ahead and anticipating what would have happened. And I made certain, uh, uh, I guess, I didn't see into the future. Sure. uh, Well, I mean, we're all human. At the end of the day, we make mistakes. But you've owned it and grab is way better now uh, with with, with what what happened. Absolutely. And I haven't seen, I mean, any big media flare-up lately. I mean, you've released this new cancellation thing yeah. uh, right now, which again, ob- obviously, if you want to explain what that is uh, or whatnot, but uh, it's up to you. Do you want to like touch that or just read articles? Yeah, it's there. It's, Absolutely. I, mean, I, I think people are so desensitized to right. uh, grab news already that, Correct. you know, whereas before, let's say a year ago, if this cancellation thing came up, there's big news now it's small news, right. and and uh, hopefully everything remains as small news for right. for now till the future. And for for the people who's listening to, I, I just need to remind you that Grab is not a, a right to give us to to be given to us. This is a privilege that a startup stood up through all this crazy stuff and actually made this happen. We're all pampered now because there's grab yes and sometimes we just gotta take the hits with them support them because we, if you let the platform die guess what we're gonna go back to the dark ages yeah are y'all willing to ride that bus in their jeep again oh good luck yeah. so please rally and support your own because you have to learn the hustle part of it now yeah and and with that at least we we now have you understand what it took to get here to what we have. Yeah. Now, Brian, last question. You you're a super app now. People call you that. You do pay food and whatnot. What what what's next? It's really finding other aspects of that uh, of being that everyday super app for the consumers. No? Okay. So really understanding what the consumers 
want that we don't offer yet. Yeah. It could be an everyday service. Mm. Uh, and, and, you know, pay would be a big anchor towards that. Yes. Transport would continue to be that. Food, everyone eats every day. If, yep. if I could put a toothbrush in the app, I would. Um, <laughs> Grab toothbrush. But I can't. Hey, a lot of people don't <laughs> brush their teeth. So I wouldn't be surprised. So maybe a brush your teeth reminder. Uh, work with one of the toothpaste companies. There you but go. But really finding uh, those different aspects. Sure. Uh, and the underlying, I guess, mission for us is really sure. to empower entrepreneurs. You know? So we have... Uh, program that we're going to come up with very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you're hearing it first. In there the you go. Uh, it's called GVV, so Grab Ventures Velocity Program, which GVV. we launched in uh, in another in Indonesia, okay. where we would take startups wow. and give them access to the app, and which means giving them access to 150 million Southeast Holy Asians. Holy shit! Uh, so if you think about Grab as your everyday super app, it's your really everyday Southeast Asian super app. Yes, yes. Any any service or app that wants to come in from let's say the U.S. or from yep. China or from other markets that immediately wants to access mm-hmm. uh, users within the context of mm-hmm. being able to provide an actual service. Uh, you open that you gates open the, to them already. You open the grab Flood app gates. and yeah. once you're there, then mm-hmm. then uh, you immediately get access to that. Uh, Holy user shit. Base. Now, who, who can access that? Is there like a vetting process? that you There need will to be a vetting process, kind of like the yep. one of those VC shows got where it, got it. people will come and pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, the winners would then be put in a two-month boot camp. Wow, like an uh, incubation period. Like a small incubator. Okay. Uh, and uh, you know, once once we have it, we'll definitely announce it. There you um, go. But you got a heads up from the Hulk himself, yep, right? Yep, yep. Hulk, that's Captain America, that uh, <laughs> as well. So Brian, we have you said that you had a special special uh, little deal uh, here for for those who are going to listen to this episode. Eligible. Take note that if you're listening to this late, you're 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 too you're, you're gone. Too late. So <laughs> you're too late. So this 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 promo. That Grab is going to be super generous for us. It will only run from May 6 to May 13. Okay, take note of that, right? Because, uh, you know, uh, Brian uh, here was so generous that you're going to give us a promo code for us. We're going to give you a promo code to all your listeners for Grab Food. Yep. which they would be able to enjoy free delivery Woo! to May 13th, from May 6 to May 13. May 6 to May 13. And the promo code is obviously Hustle Share. Yeah. All right, Brian, so much again. Thank you very much. This is like probably the best episode by far. No disrespect to our first 21, uh, but dude, this is gold. And again, thank you. And I hope you guys learned a a lot from this episode. And again, if you guys like this episode, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast, whatever podcast app you're listening this on to. And please, if you want any other hustler, please do message us in our chatbot on m.me slash hustle share powered by chatbot ph and again brian thank you my man thank you appreciate it thank you so much Uh, all right and this i'll see you guys in the next episode peace